great time in sports, and we got to see two of the greatest go at it last night in L.A. LeBron James and Kevin Durant, folks. The Lakers beat KD and the Suns. That was without Devin Booker and Bradley Beal, in fairness, by five last night. Here's LeBron talking about going up against KD. We don't have many matchups left. Um, not sure how many we have left, but so you don't ever want to take, you know, take it for granted when you're out there with, with such a, a great player, one of the, you know the best to ever played this game. So you know, it's always a, it's always a treat and um, it's fun. All right. So last night was the first meeting between those legends since Christmas Day. 2018. While LeBron's teams have fared better in the regular season matchups, Durant won two of their three meetings in the NBA Finals with both wins coming with the Warriors. Stephen A., tell me this. How important has the LeBron and KD rivalry been to the NBA? You know what? Believe it or not, I don't think it's been that important. Um, They're both phenomenal. They're both great. Um, When KD went to Golden State, some people thought the deck was stacked. And it's like it would have been great, let's say, for example, KP, if KD had never left Oklahoma City and Oklahoma City was in the fight. It's like Bird Magic, for example. In other words, Boston, L.A., and they kept encountering one another. That wasn't the luxury that we had. They faced one another twice. Um, LeBron was in Cleveland, um, and then he was in Miami. Uh, then, you know, KD was in Oklahoma City. They finally met up. I think the thing that made it significant to some degree was that when KD went to Golden State, that was his way of saying, I, I, and I always hold on to this moment, he makes the first basket, the first finals they played against one another, and then he clapped his hands and he was guarding LeBron. He was like, let's go. In other words, it was like, you know, from just – this this ambiance, this mentality. I'm here now. I got my own crew. You know what? You had Dwayne Wade mm-hmm. and Bosch. You had Kyrie and Love. But now I got a crew now. Let's get it on. So in that regard, it's significant. But in the 22 matchups they've won against one another, LeBron has won 16. But that's during the regular season. In the postseason, KD has won. I think the number is like nine of the 14 playoff appearances. Do you know against head-to-head going up against one another overall in their careers? Um, both averaging 27 and 7 on 50% shooting. So in that regard, you love it. You appreciate it. You know they're both phenomenal. They're both great. They never cheated the game. They're incredible in that regard. But when I think rivalries per se, I wish there was more. I'm not saying it doesn't matter. They don't have it. I just wish there was more to it. Right. And and the reason that KD was clapping, clapping his hands also and saying, let's get it. Yeah. Is because they play the same position. Right. We're talking about two out of the three greatest small forwards to ever play the game. Yeah. Braun, KD, agree. and Larry Bird. I agree. However order you want to put it, Braun at number one, KD two, or Larry two, however you want it, whatever your preface is. You know what I'm saying? If you're yeah. drinking, what you drinking? Sweet tea. <laughs> you know, if you're drinking your, your smoothie. Yep. I ain't bringing up yeah. alcohol. But here's the thing. It just kind of reminds me a little bit of when Peyton Manning – and Tom Brady had the NFL with the QB position. Right. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm that saying? Going a little bit. Mm-hmm. No, I, I wish they could have met a little bit more, right. played against each other a little bit more. I'm talking about KD and Braun, but the fact that they both played a small forward position mm-hmm. in this game, well, I think it's been important. Here's what happened that was special last night. And this is why, again, I would get on somebody like AD. It ain't because he's great. It's because he is great. Last night, LeBron and KD is meeting for the first time in years. You saw them both answer the call. 
LeBron James plays every minute of the fourth quarter. They overcome a double-digit 13-point deficit. They come storming back. Now nah, we ain't going out like that. You had KD who had 30 in the first three quarters. And oh, by the way, let me add another nine in the fourth quarter. I'm not going away. It's basketball, bro. It's basketball. And so even though you look at football and you know Peyton Manning, a championship had escaped him while Tom Brady had about three and all of this other stuff before he had one, you looked at it from that perspective, you're like, damn, okay, they're going up against one another. And then finally, Indy beats New England in that AFC championship game and they move forward and Peyton Manning ends up beating Chicago to win his first Super Bowl championship. But you're really going up against the defense. Like you said, they play in similar positions. They play mm-hmm. in the same position. They're going at one another. Obviously, KD beats LeBron James twice. In the, in the yeah. NBA Finals because he's got Steph and Clay, And then they show up on national television last night, just the second game of the regular season, and they answer the call. That's basketball, baby. That's what you look for. Let's yeah. get back to the earlier discussion we had. Uh, if the Lakers have an AD problem, yeah. and just in case people are joining us, what we mean by that is essentially, could he be an impediment to them winning the championship? Without question, because he's the reason they'll win a championship. He's the reason. When we talk about the Los Angeles Lakers, okay, we're talking about a team that could potentially win a championship. There is only one reason that we would think that way. If AD brings his A game, period. Now, Wilbon, just so you know, KP, you know, the godfather, the legend to us all, mm-hmm. he looks at me and goes like this Why are you surprised? This is who he is. No, I don't want to accept that. I don't want to accept that you're that up and down and you could be that up and down like you was in a postseason last year. Offensively, I'm talking about because defensively he was who he is. Okay? I'm talking about there's that standard of excellence. I hope KD, AD is listening. I hope LeBron's listening. I hope, his, I hope his, his daddy is listening who I had a fun time talking with in the playoffs and stuff like that. I hope everybody's listening. Anthony Davis is one of the top players on the planet. When the brother brings his A game, he is that big of a difference maker. Jokic don't play defense like him. He don't do it. He doesn't do it. Offensively, Jokic is on in another world. But defensively, he don't play like Anthony Davis plays, okay? And I'm telling you right now, if Anthony Davis, this is the standard that I'm holding him to. When I'm talking, you could call it, if you were LeBron, you could call it insulting Anthony Davis. One, two. Anthony Davis should have been talking about Anthony Davis after a zero performance in the second half against a reigning defending champion that sent you home via a sweep on your home court just months earlier and was talking so much smack to you that you held on to it to the offseason, got interviewed by James Worthy and talked about how you couldn't wait to get your hands on them going into the game and then you went scoreless in the second half. I'm saying if you're Anthony Davis, you're like, yo, oh, I can take this world by storm. Especially, and I'm surprised you didn't bring this last point up, especially since LeBron James is in his 21st year. We know he could use the rest, but there's nothing that indicates it. Look at this brother. He's still bringing it. If you bring it, imagine if LeBron continues to be LeBron what you can accomplish. That's all I'm saying. That's not insulting. That's not insulting. That's holding you to the obligations of your greatness. That's what I'm saying about Anthony Davis. Nothing more. Stevie. Stevie A, Stevie A? No, Stevie. 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 That's what, that's what Stevie. Mad Dog call you, and I got an opportunity to meet Mad Dog. So it, it was, he's was, something special, he, he's right? He's great. I just want to sit down with him for a whole day and watch sports. That's oh another God. topic. <laughs> You just sat up here and lied to the American people, oh, the millions that are watching. 
Because you just said if Anthony Davis brings his A game, yes. that the Lakers have an opportunity to win the championship. Okay. And you didn't believe that yourself. Because we just left out of a block about seven minutes ago, a segment where you just we just talked about the Milwaukee Bucks and the Boston Celtics. And we just talked about them and how, you know, we would be They would be the favorite. I'm just listen. You just said that they're going to win, that Anthony Davis' A game could bring them to a championship. And that's not the case. But for the simple fact, they're not getting out of the Western Conference. Mm-hmm. And you tell me if, stop me if I tell one lie. Are they, are they better than the Denver Nuggets? I don't know. So. Are they better than the Phoenix Suns? I don't think so. Okay, so they're not getting out of the Western Conference with this roster. And even when you go back and look, Stephen A., mm-hmm. Stevie, and Molly, when you go back and that look. That does actually sound better uh, for the show. Yeah. Maybe we should well, just well, 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 rest well, in well. peace, Stevie. Mad Dog calls me Stevie. Stevie and Molly host Mad Dog calls me Stevie. Uh, Method Man calls me Little Stevie. <laughs> Which so, one works. So, so here, here's the thing. Yeah. Even when they won in the bubble, the Lakers, Anthony Davis wasn't going Jokic. Remember who they had? They had Dwight Howard and JaVale McGee. Yes. So we can't never ask him to match up with Jokic. But I'm not talking about him matching up. And by the way, you have your perspective. I have mine. Let me be clear. I don't have them being better than Phoenix. I don't have them being better than Denver. Because I don't trust that he'll bring his A game consistently. My point is, no. if he did, I might have a no. different opinion about yeah. the Lakers. And Kirk's saying, even if he did, they're not That's winning not at enough. all anyway. What, I'm sorry. You I named didn't say, like four other teams, I did not right? say Kendrick Perkins. I said Stephen A. This is what I feel. Okay. If Anthony Davis well, Kirk was brought to tell you his A game, I'm telling you, I would. if you told me that Anthony Davis's A game is what I could depend on, I got the Lakers but, but, coming out of the West. Let me, let me ask you a question. Help. That's what I'm saying. Help. Let me I've ask been you hearing this, this all week. But, but no, I, I just want to ask. No, seriously, yeah. I want to ask y'all this yeah. question. Yeah. I've been working at this network going on four years, mm-hmm. and I've been critical of AD. Yes, I've you been, have. I've been wanting more out of AD. Yes, you have. And Swagoo always say this. When a person show you who they mm, are, you them. have to believe them. We keep begging for this man to give and us. And I'm going to continue to beg. Said to you also. I'm not going to apologize <laughs> for begging. I don't want to be in Denver in the finals. I want to be in L.A. I'm going to Stephen beg A. A.D. Stephen to bring A. his A game as much as I possibly can. Just like I begged Damian Lillard to change his mind and want to go to the Knicks. It didn't work, damn it, but it didn't stop me from begging. And I'm going to beg <laughs> Anthony Davis. Do I, you need me to get on my knees on that? Where's the camera? <laughs> you need me to get on my knees right here? Where, where you want me right here? Wait, wait. Anthony Davis, please, please. Could you bring your A game, please? I don't want to be in Denver in June. I want to be in L.A. I want to be in Tinseltown. I want the, I want Hollywood in the backdrop. I want that Southern California sunshine. I want to sing it. I love L.A. after games. Can I get that, please? Please? Could you sit up there and bring your A game on a night in, night out basis? Because when your A game arrives, you are one of the top seven players on the planet. Am I begging? I'm on my knees. Please? Please? While you're down there, say a couple of prayers, too. Um, in all seriousness, though, like Stephen A. Cool was strong. My core cool is strong, man. He's doing Pilates. I okay, am? Stephen A., just for people that are just joining us, what do you consider Anthony Davis's A game? What are you trying to see night in and night out? Night in and night out, Anthony Davis should be averaging 28 and 12 in his sleep. Okay. I'm going to 28 
28 and 12 minimum, two blocks per game. But more importantly, it's not about just numbers. It's about impact when it counts. It's about LeBron James and Darvin Ham with D'Angelo Russell, with Hachimura and the crew, all being able to say, here you go. Real quick. Let us move out the way and give it to you. If 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 AD was that dude, we would have we would have. Have we seen him be that dude before? With LeBron, yeah, that's what I'm talking. With Rondo, with Dwight Howard. Well, LeBron's his teammate. LeBron's his teammate now. Yeah. All right, we only got sixty seconds. Say, come on, come on, man. No, 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 man. man. See, 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 see. That's the problem. That's the problem. And you ride it towards. You should be ashamed of yourself. No, I'm you not. Be no. You ride it towards the street. You have an ex. You, you know what it's going to be. No, but this. You know what to expect. You know what it's going to yeah, be. Yeah, because in we, we already putting yo. We already know that Jokic is going to go down as one of the greatest centers of all I understand time. Understand that. We already know that. But Giannis, you can beat him. Giannis right now is a top. Three listen, power okay. forward listen, of all time. Listen, listen, Jokic can't do it by himself. He need help of Porter. He need help from Jamal Murray and the rest of the crew. Right. He Before can't do it by roll. himself. Before okay. we roll, just to remind folks who you have ahead of the Lakers potentially winning the chip. You had the Bucks, the Bucks, the, the Celtics, Celtics, the Suns, and the Nuggets. Nuggets. Anthony okay. Davis's A game. You take down the Suns, and you can take down the Nuggets. You really oh. just got down on your knees and prayed. <laughs> yes, I did. I'm just gonna yes. have to take a moment yes. and just marinate on that, and then I'll. See, so you back. don't think I pray, but I pray every morning when I wake up. I thank the good Lord for bringing me life and letting me through the night, allowing me to sleep easy and get up. And I pray every night before I go to bed because I thank the good Lord for the blessings He's bestowed upon me every. Every single day. That's you don't nice. know that about me, but That's I good. do it every day. Let me give you, Pastor Bernard, A.R. Bernard, Let me Christian give you a little Center, tip. Brooklyn, New York. Let me give you, know you a little this. tip in the morning and night. Maybe pray for some other people, too. Add that I, to pray for, I pray for everybody. Why do <laughs> you think your life is so good? I pray for you, too. <laughs> hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. All right, let's 
take you to Jerry's World, where Dak Prescott and the Cowboys prepare to take on the Rams in Dallas. Big D, 2-2 two and two in its last four games. And they face the Rams, who are ranked six in total offense this season. After Micah Parsons said his piece on the critics, Dak says he's not worried about any of it. I've been in, I've been on this organization eight years, going on in, in my eighth year, that whether you about it or not, it's not going to stop. Uh, that, that's, that's just how it goes. And to me, uh, it's fun. It's fun because when things go our way and when we win this thing, it's going to make it all that much sweeter. And say what you want, we get to go out there and we get to do it. I mean, could he have said anything more perfect than that? No, I don't think that he was can. Perfection, RC. No, I love it. I mean, I think Dak so Prescott has had his time there, though. You know, Dak Prescott has been through this over and over again, and he's now finally reached a point where he can be truthful. He knows that people are going to talk negatively when you play bad in Dallas. But when you play well, there's also a lot of high praise. And so if he finds a way to win a championship, he understands what that will mean for his legacy, what that will mean for his resume, and the way that he will make bank off of it. So he's now gotten to a point. Talk how you talk. I get to go on the field and I get to say or get to have the last word. And the last word has to be winning a championship because if it's not, none of this talk will cease. Chris has been there. He understands it. He understands it. Stephen A's talked about it his entire career. It's different when you wear the star on your helmet and you have to have thick enough skin to play through it, listen through it, and persevere through it. We just haven't seen Dak Prescott nor the Dallas Cowboys win the big games during his tenure. No doubt, R.C., it's the most visible franchise in all of sports, and that's why you're going to have a heightened degree of scrutiny when it comes to what you do. But Dak also understands that he's not going to be judged on what they do in the regular season. They've had back-to-back 12-win seasons, first time they've had that in a decade. It's all about what happens once they get to the second season and being able to end the 27-year conference championship game drought, the fifth longest drought in all of pro football. Dak's predecessor, Tony Romo, had great regular season stats. But what's the criticism on Romo? He didn't get to the big game. And so it doesn't matter whether or not you respond to the critics, the naysayers, because the only way you can silence any of them is by going out there and producing when it matters the most. So I think Dak is doing the right thing by cutting it off. And I also think it's setting a tone for the rest of the guys in the locker room that the focus needs to be on the task at hand, which is preparing themselves to try to go out there and get a win this weekend against the Rams, rather than worrying about all of the headlines that's being made about the Cowboys. Well, a couple of things that's really important to point out. Number one, Chris Canty got the memo. CC got the memo, RC. He showed up today with the blade and <laughs> the tie the whole bit. Very, very important. He's a Kappa. I understand that, which is more than I can say for you today, Pastor Clark, but that's okay. Uh, by the way, and another note. Bro, before, after before I, I killed you on Monday? No, no, Are you serious? Did you see how I shut the whole show down? Did you see how I Did you see how I Let's be fair. Let's be fair. RC suit Monday. Come on. The purple, the two tone, the whole joint. Don't even try. He won it for the year. Well, see, Molly has this beautiful gift of talking and saying something and then answering before you get to answer. This is what she does. She talks and answers. Hold up. She literally answers questions and answers. I'm just saying, you bring up subjects and you don't let anybody address your point. It's like you don't want us to address your point. Let me address your point. I want to say one thing. It's the ice, bro. You got me with the ice. I was like, damn, that ice was tough. I mean, it was so fly, RC. I got to admit to you. 
I'm going to try one of your two you. toasts. Right. I'm going to try one of your two toasts. I'm going to try one down. I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give it to you. But I got news for you. I got a repertoire coming down the pike. You seen my, de- my, 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 oh, my style. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Wait here we you go. See. Now let's get oh, to this point. Of the, let's get to this. I'm just here for I'm you, I'm on brother. the edge of I'm my just, seat I'm, I'm waiting for you. these oh, suits. Please, come on now. Come on now. You know I'm going to pull it out. This is Stevie A, baby. But here's the deal. Let me tell y'all something about Dak Prescott. And the son I wanted to bring up to both of y'all, because I want y'all to do this. Let's. Let's compare Dak Prescott's career to Troy Aikman for a second. I know you're thinking three Super Bowls. Okay. Here's what I want to stand out. Do you know that Dak Prescott has a better record than Troy Aikman in September, October, November? Oh, Lord. And December. And December. But it's January where everything falls apart. And see, what happens is what we're not going to do is sit up here and allow Dak Prescott to emulate LeBron James and try to change some narrative. You know when we talk about Anthony Davis, we all recognize his greatness. We're just looking for it more consistently because we know what it would mean to the success of the Los Angeles Lakers. We all know that the Dallas Cowboys got a crew, even with Trayvon Diggs out. But what is your quarterback going to do? All the other pieces of that, I have not heard one person, including you, R.C., look at the Dallas Cowboys and say they don't have what it takes. Obviously, we look at Philadelphia. We know what they can do. We yeah. look at San Francisco. We know what they can do. We hear we thought that Detroit was on a come up until they went to bed last week, and we still haven't just thrown them out to pasture. But, damn, you got your ass kicked, and now you got to get back to the drawing board if you're the Detroit Lions. We understand all of that. We get all of that. But nobody, Micah Parsons, nobody, Dak Prescott, nobody, Jerry Jones has looked at the Cowboys and their roster and said they ain't a part of the mix. We know they got what it takes. The question is, does your quarterback? That is the question. And then for him to say, when things go our way and we win this thing, is laughable. The man has two playoff wins in nine years. <laughs> two playoff wins in nine years. The hell you mean win? He can't be win. confident? <laughs> no. He can't be confident? Actually, no. He can feign confidence, but don't. But let's be clear. He don't actually feel it. And if we're being honest, I'm talking to two champions. I'm talking to two champions. The brother's brilliant because I know I'm not. I listen to brilliance. Y'all teach me football every day. Y'all say make me better and better and better. You know I know. You know I've been reporting for 30 years. You know I've seen this. He talking and talking and talking. But at the end of the day, those brothers don't believe in him. That's why you got Micah Parsons doing a podcast and coming to his defense. That's why you got all of these other dudes sticking up for him. Because they know they need to do what they can to elevate his level of confidence, to big up him, to make him believe more in himself. Because they know he got the talent. Stephen A. is on national television telling you right now, Dak Prescott has the talent to win a Super Bowl champion. Mm. But do you got that something inside of you? Yeah. You know what I'm saying. I, I, I know exactly and, and, what you're saying. And y'all both know the answer to that damn Listen, question. Listen, I know exactly what you're saying. I rest my case. The, quarter, rest the my quarterback case. that was in Dallas before Dak this Prescott, dude. I was with him, and I realized, you know what? Maybe this guy can do it. Maybe he can't. But let me go to a division rival that I know can win a Super Bowl in Eli Manning. I guess the whole point is the Cowboys locker room has proof of concept with Dak Prescott and not in a good way when it comes to postseason success because you are talking about a guy that comes up short when they do get in the division round. 
All he's got to show for his success in the postseason is two wild card wins. And that ain't good enough down there in Dallas, especially with the talent that Will McClay has put around Dak Prescott. If we're going to pick apart what Dak said to the media, the one thing I would say is when things go our way, nah, bro, I'm not trying to hear that. You're, you're a $40 million a year quarterback. Make things go our way That's right. when it matters the most. Make it happen. That's the mentality of champions. That's the mentality of Super Bowl winning nice. quarterbacks. That's what I want to see from Dak go ahead, when it matters most. Go ahead, RC. I agree. Listen, I agree with that totally. But things are the way they are until they aren't. Dak Prescott hasn't shown us that he can show up in the big moments. And so any criticism he receives from Stephen A., from Chris Canty, from RC, all of those criticisms are warranted. But when you say a guy has the talent, I don't think we could speak to what he has in here. I think it's about watching a man mature, watching a man grow, watching him get into those moments and finally persevere. Uh, What I'm not going to say about a man that has gone through what Dak Prescott has gone through, that has lost what Dak Prescott has lost in his personal life, and continued to be the dude that stands at that microphone and presents himself like that, is to say that he got what it takes in here. Now, it may not produce, or we may not see it, on the football field, right. in the rounds of the playoffs, we want to see it. That's mm-hmm. a physical thing that comes from here that RC, you got to make decisions. But I ain't going to say the dude ain't got that. I know it's your time to go, Molly. I get it. I, we got to go to commercial. I'm coming back to respond directly to that statement he just made. We got to go to commercial. Coming up. I'm, I'm responding to that. Hey, I'm Molly Karam, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Have you ridden an electric bike yet? Well, you need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to more exploring time outside on their bikes. So they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range for up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus, Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. Two guys drove to work. Neither guy wore a seatbelt. One guy got a ticket. One guy didn't. The same two guys drove home. One guy wore his seatbelt. One guy didn't. One guy made it home. The guy not wearing his seatbelt didn't. Don't risk it. Click it or ticket. Paid for by NHTSA. We're back. Uh, RC, I know Stephen A. wanted to comment on your last comment, essentially, on what Dak Prescott's made of in terms of his character, what he's been through, how he's still standing, how he conducts himself, and and that you would never question that he doesn't have, you know, that inner integrity to to win it all. Let me say this to y'all, and I'm going to get very serious with what I'm about to say really, really quickly. We don't do... Things like that. And, and R.C., in your defense, put R.C. up on the screen, please. I want to see him. We don't do that. I know you didn't mean it that way, and I know Molly didn't mean it that way, but I'm going to explain something. We don't do that stuff on this show. That personal stuff that Dak went through, our heart goes out to him. 
lost his mom years ago, lost his brother, went through some trying times himself. We wish him nothing but the best as a man, as a human being, as a role model. He's one of the best people in the world. He goes up there every day. Just like you said, he represents himself well and represents our community well. And he's one of the great, great role models to ever exist. I troll cowboy fans and I have fun with that. But I know what kind of man Dak Prescott has displayed himself to be. And it's incredibly admirable, inspirational and motivational. He's a special, special brother. What we're talking about here, however, is there's nothing wrong with distinguishing the difference between sports character and character. What I'm talking about when I talk about Dak Prescott is you need a touchdown, you down four. It's a big game. San Francisco's coming into the house. They knocked you out of the postseason the last two times. You get ready to go up against them. That kind of character that you're talking about, that's just us talking sports and debating or whatever. I know that there have been other folks in the media at other shows and stuff like that that might cross that line. It's something you, me, Molly, and all the contributors on this show, we make sure we never do. Because we human beings first, and we make sure that we don't roll like that. I just want to make sure that we're saying to the audience, we, yeah. when we're talking about this right here, I'm talking about you need a touchdown, you driving down there, you need to get your yeah, team to field goal range. Think, Stephen A., in some ways, I think you can't kind of compartmentalize it. I think in some ways you're saying you're that, that man. I think you can compartmentalize it if you explain that that's exactly what you're meaning. I think you absolutely can do that. Yeah, you're making sure that go real quick. LeBron James, when, when I used yeah. to get on him, when I used to get on him, what would I get on him about? He would sit up there and have an excellent game and everybody's praising him. He had a bad game and somebody's criticizing the game. And he'd be like, I'm just trying to be a role model, be a good you know, role model to the kid. Wait, 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 wait a minute. We're just talking about this game tonight. Tomorrow you'll make up for it. But this performance right here wasn't up to snuff. What is up to what we are accustomed to seeing you be? Let's not make it something that it isn't, is all I'm trying to say. Because we don't do that. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I, I, I want to be clear. I wasn't saying that that's what you meant, Stephen I know, A. I, know. I was saying that based on me watching Dak Prescott continue to be the man he is, continue to be the leader he is, with going through some of those things, I do believe that builds a callus for you to fight through the adversity of sport as well. I do believe that builds a callus to make you the sort of person that understands if I fall, if I fall, if I fall, I do have an opportunity to make it right on the field. And that's why I think he feels like it's a win more than an if. Now, if Dak Prescott doesn't have the actual talent, to finally get it done, then so be it. But I do believe he's the sort of person that could continue to grind, that could continue yeah. to work, so and eventually make those plays to get this team to a championship. Yeah. And that's what I mean by compartmentalize, like that resiliency off the field can yeah. carry on, to on the field okay. as well. I just wanted to make sure we know. That's yes. what we, we don't do that on first day. Yeah, I just want to I make definitely sure didn't think you were saying that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. neither right. did I. Okay. Uh, back to the NBA. Damian Lillard lit it up in his debut with 39 points in clutch play in the fourth quarter. Meanwhile, on the other side, the 76ers got 24 from Joel Embiid in a spotty shooting performance, while Harden was told by Philly to not make the trip to Milwaukee as that situation between the two sides continues to play out. Here's Michael Wilbon on how Philly should handle Harden. Trade for him Harden before and for we get off the air. No, you no. got to get rid of James Harden. You have to. You, look, I've talked to too many people and what who have experience with the whole context of him in Philly. 
You're going to get 75% cents on the dollar at best. Yeah. You, you may have to settle for less than that. I get it. You don't want to do it. You need an asset that's going to help Joel Embiid get close to Milwaukee and, 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 and Boston. But you're not going to do that with James Harden. Go ahead, not this year. All right, Big Perk, what's the best case scenario for Harden and the Sixers on the heels of what you just heard from Wilbon? I'm so tired of talking about James Harden. Like, seriously, here's the thing. The best case scenario is for Daryl Morey and the Philadelphia the 76ers to do exactly what they just did. Tell them to stay home. Stay home. And if James Harden don't realize the importance of that, then that's on him. And guess what? He's going to be straddling the fence, Molly, Stephen A., of actually being out of the league next year because he wants to be out of Philly. The world knows he wants to be out of Philly. All the NBA team knows he wants to be out of Philly. It's only one team that's trying to trade for him. It's the Clippers. And they're not rushing to do anything. I wouldn't rush to give up a first-round pick and Terrence Mann to get James Harden over there for what? Matter of fact, if I'm the Clippers, I wouldn't even try to trade for James Harden. Russell Westbrook looks great. He's been looking good throughout the preseason. Since he's arrived he, in the Clippers. He Since had, he's arrived in the Clippers, yeah, he's yeah. looked great. He had 13 assists last game. Russell Helped. Westbrook has resurrected his career. We talk about reputation. the powerhouses, right, right. In, in, in the Western Conference and who are the, 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 the contenders who we think are going to represent the favorites. Mm-hmm. The Clippers are really the sleepers because the only thing that you could question about the Clippers is their health as constructed. Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, I'm not rushing if I'm the Clippers to make a trade for James Harden. And if I'm Darryl Moore, I'm not rushing to bring him back to the team because all he's going to do is get in Tyrese Maxey's way. With Nick Nurse and his up-tempo style, it might be better suited for Tyrese Maxey to have the ball in his hands rather yeah, than James Harden. Yeah. Let's get that out the way. They can talk about what James Harden did for Joel Embiid and helping him capture the league MVP on his last year. But that was with Doc Rivers coaching the team. This is a different system now in Philadelphia with Nick Nurse. So who's to say that James Harden is a better fit rather than Tyrese Maxey for what Nick Nurse wants to do? That's number one. Number two, very, very important to point this out. The whole beef apparently, purportedly, reportedly, is that James Harden was lied to by Daryl Morey. And because he was lied to by Daryl Morey in terms of max dollars coming his way, a max contract coming his way, and then wanted to call Daryl Morey and Daryl Morey, quote unquote, ghosted him, according to sources close to James Harden, that's what they told me. That is where James Harvey's animus and fury comes into play because this is a dude that he was as thick as thieves with. They were very tight. Daryl Morey looked out for James Harden for a decade, did everything but give him a manicure and a pedicure personally, from my understanding. And lo and behold, he went from that to lying to James Harden and ultimately um, not returning his phone calls. I don't know whether there's any truth to that. In fairness to Daryl Morey, I have not spoken to Daryl Morey, so I don't know whether that is true. Here's what I do know. There is no excuse for James Harden to act the way that he's been acting. It is a bad, bad look, okay? And it's a reason that the only team that's really, really wanted, showed any interest is the Clippers, which is where he wants to go. But even they, according to Woj, have cut off talks. They don't want to talk about him. Miami certainly didn't want him because the word is out. You can't trust James Harden because he may want to leave you, too. Here's the thing that's alarming. Yo, I Googled. All I said was James Harden playoffs. 
You know what the headline reads of an article that I have in front of me that was written in May? What, he quit? No, that was written in May. The headline, 14 times James Harden looked awful in the playoffs. That's a headline. Not written by me, not written by you. You've got people that say 14 times. So now, if that's something that's being written about you, why? Could it be because you didn't show up in game six and seven? Could it be because you've been accused of quitting in a game seven in the Eastern Conference Finals last year against Boston? Could it be that it's reminiscent of how you look in 2017 in the playoffs, 2015 in the playoffs, 2013 in the playoffs, 2012 in the NBA Finals? Is it possible that these are the reasons why? I think that James Harden is a star, not a superstar anymore, but a star, clearly worthy of future Hall of Fame status. As far as I'm concerned, three-time league leading scorer, former league MVP, even though he's only played in the finals once, he's never won a championship. But to have this going on, purportedly because you wanted max dollars, and people are able to dissect times in the playoffs when it is believed you have quit, it is not a good look for him, and he needs to change that, bro. Well, well, let me say this. From my understanding, yeah, from my sources, sure, sure. you know what I'm saying? I, I trust it. They were prepared to meet with James Harden in free agency, Sixers. meaning the Philadelphia 76ers, okay. okay. to give him a fair offer, and he chose to opt in to the deal. What's a fair offer? I ain't, they didn't get into the Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. It might not have been what James Harden wanted. Right. But they was they there, was there's a very vague statement on their part in terms of fear because their definition of fear may not be his. And not only that, it doesn't it doesn't negate whether or not a promise was made to him by Maury personally and then reneged. Now, that is true. So I don't blame him for being upset if that happened. But it but, still don't give you an excuse like this. this. Let me ask you this real quick. Mm-hmm. You know this. What if it was above Daryl Moore head? What if Josh Harris. But I'm saying, what if Darren Moore had the intentions of okay. really wanting well, but, to do something? But why is it hard for you to pick up the phone? That's why the ghosting part is what I'm focusing on. I'm not talking about it didn't happen because we know that's Josh Harris' decision. That's not Daryl Morey. But there is no excuse. If Daryl Morey, if, because I don't know, if Daryl Morey refused to return James Harden's phone calls, oh, no, that ain't got nothing to do with Josh Harris. That's Daryl Morey. Mm. That's Daryl Morey. Right. If that happened, that's inexcusable. So he could be playing with his fifth team. In four years. Yeah. Hasn't ended well. playing with danger, I tell you. Fourth team in four years, yeah. Brought to you by the Capital One Venture Card. Earn unlimited double miles on every purchase every day, and you can use those miles on any travel purchase. Plus, earn unlimited 5X miles on hotels and rental cars booked through Capital One Travel. Your next trip is closer than you think with the Venture Card from Capital One. Terms apply. See CapitalOne.com for details. What's up, everybody? Ah, first takes in the house. Let's go. Where was Mad Dog at? I'm just, I'm just <laughs> there we go. If they win, I will retire on the spot. On behalf of the Diamondbacks, you will be running errands throughout yeah, the show. Exactly. What the hell is that blazer? 99, you get something gold. I had a 100 rating. I got something platinum. Wow, look at those readers. I need you to take the plastic off of that. You're not, are you, are you serious? <laughs> Am I allowed to just leave the second? <laughs> Zero 0.0! They couldn't guard a parked car with a Uzi. See, they pick your head up when I'm talking. He comes off of his aw shucks, Arkansas. Stuff. Kills you. 
It's a lot of money. Okay, it's it's lot you can pay for it. You make money. I'm not Isaiah Thomas beat him so bad, he won't even speak to Zeke right now. Please. What if LeBron won the title this year? I don't give a damn. Sit up when I'm talking to you, Shannon Sharp. The hell with Auntie Molly and Uncle Stevie. I want to go to break on time. Thank you very much. Waterfall. Here's a deal. That's a first. Here's a deal. My tie on the beach in the Caribbean. Adios. <laughs> Shout to Eric who cut that. That was phenomenal. I'm still waiting for Mad Dog to make it right with the with the diamond. Right, right, yeah, that's he what got, he did. He got, he got you saw my show. tweet, right? Yeah, I got, said he should have to wear the Arizona Diamondbacks jersey for the rest of the year. That's he what he should something. have to do. You got to do something. Exactly. That's what yeah. I said. Is that, how you going to threaten to retire and then take it back? How you going to do that? You I can't do that. Stephen A., maybe we have him call Fat Rob and bet on the diamond box in every oh game of the God. World you know, Series. How, I'm just saying, how, just put how, it out. Howard Stern, Howard Stern called me the other day, said he wants him to go on the beach with, 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 a, with a like bikini on or something like that. He's going to make him do it. Man, that's punishment for everybody else that's I, on that's the beach. That's what I said. Stephen A., name dropping? I'm Ooh, just saying that's what, that's what happened. That's what happened. I'm just giving you facts. Howard, Howard Stern called me and told me he you know should what, be You know what, what it is? A lot of people say this. nobody will see Mad Dog like that. I, 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 nobody I, I, will you know say what, You know what? I'm, I'm getting sick and tired of people saying Because I got I to gotta correct something. You know, it's name dropping when you ain't a name mm-hmm. and you mention names. But I'm a name. So I don't it ain't name dropping. I happen this to know these people. Boy. You understand what I'm saying? I'm just trying oh to say I happen to know these people, CC. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm Stephen A, baby. Tell me what's up. What's up? All right. Speaking of big names, the you know? much anticipated boxing match between WBC and lineal heavyweight champ Tyson Fury and former UFC heavyweight champ Francis Ngannou. It's going down in Saudi Arabia. It's available on ESPN Plus pay-per-view. Coverage of the main card begins at 2 Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and it can be purchased at ESPNPlus.com slash top rank. All right, some football folks. Brock Purdy returned to 49ers practice yesterday after missing Wednesday due to being in concussion protocol. Purdy's status for Sunday uncertain as San Francisco tries to end its two-game losing streak against Joe Burrow and the Bengals. RC and Canty here with us. All right, fellas. Uh, the Bengals are 3-3. Three and three. They've looked better after a rough start to the season. As I just said, 49ers have lost two straight. Which team would a win mean more for, Chris, the Bengals or the Niners? I'm going to go with the 49ers by default because I don't think the Bengals are going anywhere. Listen, the Bengals started off the season 0-2, and, and that was 0-2 in the division. Since the Division realignment. No team has started out 0-2 with both losses being in the division and made the playoffs. They're in the AFC North. Every team in the division but the Bengals is two games over 500 going into Week 8. And they have the toughest remaining strength of schedule in the entire league. So the 49ers are still top dogs in the NFC West with the only team really that they have to contend with being the Seattle Seahawks. I just think it's more realistic for the 49ers to have something to play for for the rest of the way than since he does. Go ahead, RC. Yeah, I'm gonna dis- I'm gonna disagree with that in this in this sense. I think the if the 49ers win or lose, I still believe once healthy, they become the team that we expect them to be, and they contend in the NFC. I think this means more to the Cincinnati Bengals because it's one, 
You have to put yourself in a place to face the rest of this schedule that's extremely difficult. Two, you have to continue to prove you are who you were down the stretch of last season. We watched this offense get back on track with Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow in Arizona three weeks ago. And then against the Seattle Seahawks, we saw that defense step up big two times late in the red zone against Geno Smith in that offense to get big stops with Trey Hendrickson, with Sam Hubbard pressuring the quarterback. And now you're like, okay, if we put those two together, Together, that's the team that made the run to the AFC Championship after starting 0-2 last year, albeit not in the AFC North. And so if you're the Cincinnati Bengals, you know who the hell you are. And it's almost, let's remind ourselves and everybody that we're savages. And so I think if you go out and win this game against a banged-up San Francisco 49ers team, you say, okay, we hell serve, did what we had to do, and now we're back on track to make a run at this thing in the AFC. Here's my thing, RC, uh, and I'm going re- to roll with RC on this, CC. I'm going to be of the mindset that this game is more important to the Bengals. Uh, when we're looking at Joe Burrow, that's 13-15-1 and one in the month of September and October. 19-7 and seven from beyond that, including the playoffs. The brother shows up in the second half of the season. We get all of that. Here's why I think that RC is absolutely right, and it's incredibly important to bring this up. Somebody explained to me how this dude, Brian Callahan, is not a new offensive coordinator. He's been there the last five years. Why is your offense ranked dead last in the NFL in yards, 28th in scoring, 29th in third down efficiency? You got Jamal Chase. You got T. Higgins. You got Mixon and these brothers. You still got Joe Burrow. Your offensive system, your system is the same as it's been. I mean, it's what you're familiar. Everybody's familiar. There's no new faces, no new system. What the hell is going on in Cincinnati that your offense is stuck up the joint? You got Joe Burrow's tied for last in the NFL with 5.3 pass yards per attempt, only equaling that of rookie Bryce Young in Carolina. What the hell is that about? I'm assuming it was the calf which Burrow now says is 100% healthy now that he's had the bye week to rest it. So this is more important to me because I need to see something different from Cincinnati than what I've been seeing. After scoring two touchdowns on the first two drives of this game last week against Seattle, they registered like three points the rest of the way. They did virtually nothing offensively. I need to see a healthy Joe Burrow go out there and remind us that Cincinnati offense is not what we've been seeing. That is why this is important to me. Yeah, Stephen, you're asking about the offense. Bad calf coupled with a shaky offensive line. That's a bad combination for an offense to get on track. Yeah, Cincinnati has the most difficult remaining schedule in the NFL. Hey, Molly Karam here, and thanks so much for listening to the First Take Podcast. Vivid Seats wants to get you to the games you love this spring. Experience every pitch, assist, game-winning shot live and in person. And the best part, each transaction is a step toward a free 11th ticket with Vivid Seats rewards. Scoring beatable perks like free tickets, surprise seat upgrades, and annual birthday deals. As the official ticketing partner of ESPN, Vivid Seats is offering you $20 off your first $200 ticket purchase with code TAKE. That's code TAKE. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats. Experience it live. Stephen A., you're working tonight. Two big matchups on our (laughs) network, Stephen A. Eastern Conference Finals rematch from last season. Who wins tonight, the Heat or the Celtics? Rough offseason for the Heat. I'm going to roll with the Celtics. I am not pleased. I I don't know if I've ever been more disappointed in the Miami Heat. Mm. To lose out on Damian Lillard is bad enough. To lose your starting backcourt, Struess and Gabe Vincent? Well, I mean, 
No, they lost an opportunity at Bradley Beal, yeah. Damian Lillard, and then Drew Holiday came afloat, and you couldn't pencil in on that. Yes. I got the Celtics getting their lick back tonight from, from mm. last year. In post. Boston? Too. Yeah, they getting their lick back tonight. That's what I see. All right. Anything else you're excited about for the weekend? Well, I'm excited about the fight. <laughs> um, I'm excited about the games. I'm excited about my life overall. I'm good. <laughs> okay. well, how about Warriors-Kings? I love that matchup. I got to get to a Sacramento King game, home game this year. Uh, won't you get, I got to get Won't you get the PJ up and take me and Molly there with you? I'm ready to go. Molly ain't going to no games with me. That ain't happening. Well, damn. And if I take you, it's going to be from L.A. to Sacramento. It ain't going to be from New York to Sacramento. <laughs> and I know that. It's expensive. It's expensive. It's expensive. It's been a great I ain't got the money. I ain't Have got, an amazing I got, weekend. I got the thing, by the way. King.